Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is episode 481 for October 31st re- releases. It's a fifth week. Uh, I, I saw the 24th releases, and in my pull list, they were super, super slim. So maybe they got, maybe that was the bad week, and the, the, the actual fifth week's going to be a little more robust with some cool stuff to read because I, I was grasping for straws this last week. Anyway, Kyle, obviously, since I'm talking, Kyle's not around. So that means I'm joined by Eric. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. Um, we're going to get right into all kinds of great stuff. And uh, I wanted to remind you right off the top that we're still giving away uh, a signed comic. I have it right here. And uh, it is a beautiful signed Spidey. And um, it will come right to your door. All you have to do is go to iTunes and leave us a, re- a review by the end of the year. And then as a little bonus Christmas present, we will send you a signed comic courtesy of our friend Jason in Hawaii. So hey, I'm get gonna, on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this even better. I'm going to sweeten the pot. Okay. If you guys get 10 new reviews by the end of the year, I will throw in a 1 in 25 Marvel variants at my choosing. Ooh. Ooh, sweet. The pot is sweeter. That's two, two, two comics that you will, you will get. Pretty nice. So that means we, we've got two. <laughs> so we've got eight to go in two months. Yeah, you we get one a week and you're good. So either that or um, the folks that have already put in there too are going to have to start creating dummy accounts and making putting yeah. more reviews in. Either way, you yes. win. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Try to figure out figure out the loophole, whatever you have to do. <laughs> uh, we were talking last week to Aaron Churchill about his um, foray onto eBay, um, and uh, we're giving him some, some tips, and he wanted to let us know that his auction made it for God Country number one, uh, cover A, made it to uh, 78 bucks. So good job, Aaron. He cleaned up. He was a little wrong about shipping. It ended up being $7.26, and he had charged $6 for it. So he ate a little bit, and then he paid extra for insurance to insure the whole kit and caboodle because it was his first valued comic sale, and he wanted to make sure it was protected. Um, when when uh, Aaron had, had sent that in. Anyway, congratulations, Eric. Aaron, good job. Absolutely. He was asking us about uh, our eBay strategies, and I, I was talking a little bit about days of the week and how I noticed that Cowabunga staggers theirs on Fridays. Yes. And um, I, w- I wasn't sure the exact reason. I was trying to guess why. But I wonder if you could expand a little bit on, on what your strategy is with that. Yeah. So um, we obviously we have both buy it now and auction-based um, timed timed auctions and we do predominantly have them start on friday and end on fridays and the reason we do that is twofold uh one for each of our auctions we do pay i think it's 10 cents or it's either five or 10 cents but we pay that extra little fee to pick the time of our auctions uh, and we stagger them by one to two minutes and we do them on friday nights and typically have them end sometime after 7 30 p.m central and before 9 30 10 p.m central and the reason we do that is because as kyle made a point last week to say 
Uh, he likes to use the buy it now function instead of the auction because it gets really difficult when you're trying to uh, keep track of something if you're doing something during the workday. So what we found is that Friday night tends to be one of the better nights that uh, people are willing to pay attention to their auctions and kind of chase things along. Uh, you could do Saturday nights. I think that would be fine. Um, Sunday nights, I would say just be cautious because you're going into the week. So a lot of people are kind of checked out of leisure time stuff and prepping, you know, kids and whatnot work. Uh, but that's why we do Friday. Uh, we're going to start throwing in some stuff on Wednesdays, I think now, because we just have uh, a lot more auction based material that we want to put up. But uh, predominantly our stuff runs on Fridays and, and that is why. Seems like a good one. Now he he ended his on a Thursday, mm-hmm. and did a seven uh, a seven day auction, and he still did pretty well. So when it's a hot property, I think all bets are off. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, if it's if it's a hot book, you kind of you know you've got a little more to play with. I would say the biggest thing is um, try and end your book somewhere in the the evening hours. Uh, as opposed to in the middle of the day, because think of yourself, if you're sitting at your desk at work or if you're out driving around doing what you need to do, are you really going to be able to focus on eBay or not? Uh, and th- that's probably where your buyers are going to be as well. A lot of them are going to be trying to yeah. focus in at the end of the day. So that's just kind of a helpful hint. Yeah. He goes on to say, I, I have five issues of Mata, Her- Mata Harry from uh, Dark Horse listed currently. I'm taking your feedback into that listing as it's not a popular hot comic so i think i'll have more success using your tips and tricks yeah i don't know that you're gonna uh have as much luck with that one as you would with god country i don't think that's people are are beating down your door for for that for that mini series but if you find the right buyer you never know that's right uh david d says hi guys can't find the coverprice.com site you mentioned on the show could you give me the link thanks again for the great show um yeah, it's, it's cover without an E. So it's C-O-V-R-Price.com. Um, so that that's that's the mistake. And I'll, I'll stick the, the actual link in the show notes for you guys to check it out. Because it's a, it's a pretty cool site. Um, I didn't do the paid stuff. I just did the free stuff. And it, it was pretty cool. I have not uh, checked it out, but I'm going to have to. I'm, I'm curious to know how their algorithm works. Because we know that certain things like Comic Realm and... Uh, other places that try to aggregate sales data um, don't do an, uh, a good job of weeding out certain things. Yeah. So you'll you'll yeah. get like those, you know, buy it now, 12 issue bundles. And in the title, it has, you know, whatever the key book of that run is that you're looking at and kind of skews numbers. So uh, I'm, I'm going to take a look at this and see what uh, see what I can yeah, suss I'm, out. I'm curious, too, because I didn't dig that deeply if they're because uh, if they're if they're pulling from my comic shop. Those aren't sold items. Those are asking price items, and some of that stuff is high. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they're above market a little bit, but I think it's still a good, especially the weekly pull feature of, like, the hot books of the week. I think that that's helpful. Yeah. Um, to give you 10 of the books that have spiked quickly. Um, that, that That's always nice. Um, and, yeah, but as far as, like, an over uh, an overstreet replacement, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, let's see. Munich says, uh, regarding trade sales, I look at Watchmen, Infinity Gauntlet, and Batman Hush. All, all still sell well every single month. Is, is there a, a single new trade paperback that stays in the top 25 for more than a couple of months? Well, I mean, you got walk, well, Walking Dead forever. 
did, and Saga did, um, and probably still does. I'm pretty sure Saga One is still a top top half, I would guess. Yeah. Seller. It, it usually bubbles up to even to the top ten every once in a while. So I think that's an an evergreen, a new evergreen. Uh, I would say. Walking Dead One and Saga One for sure are new are new evergreens that are in there. Um, anything else pop to mind as something that's more recent than even those? That maybe is something that has staying power in yeah. the trades. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, Saga was the one that jumped to my mind just because that is a a property. Even though it's on a can go on yeah. its hiatus for what another eleven months or so, um, that's still a book that gets a lot of interest from people. So I. Yeah. That's probably the best example that I can think of, to be 100% honest. Um, yeah, for anything in the last five years um, that's still sticking around, I can't think of anything. That may, I don't know. Does Monsters still have the same uh, week, month in, month out sales strength? Not really. What I've noticed with Monstrous is that when the, the book is coming out, it tends to warm up again, but then it, it kind of fades back down. So it's kind of one of those things where it's in and out. Um I think the last five years, um, we, I mean, we'll get a lot of appearances of new, you know, the new titles or whatever. So like the new DC titles, every six issues when they come up, but they don't stay up there. They, they disappear. Um, yeah. So is, is the rebirth volume ones, are they still in the top half? Top one hundred of trade sales. No. Yeah, I guess I guess monstrous would count. I mean, it's what am I looking at here? I just pulled up random numbers for uh, June of this year, and monstrous is at fifty five thousand copies sold since it came out. So I mean, that's that's pretty good. Um, you know, Saga is well over a quarter of a million. Walking Dead's three hundred fifty thousand. Paper Girls is at seventy thousand. So there's another one. Um, yeah, and that so that's. Four, five volumes in, I think, yep. at this point. Oh, Four for sure. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't think of this one, but uh, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. That's always one that has periodic grabbers off the shelf, and that just stays. That just stays as a something that just sells evergreen. Yeah, it's just one of those ones where you just get it and you put it out, and you know when one sells. one sells, you buy, get another one, bring it in. Um, okay. I'm trying to think, if there's anything else. So there are some. There are some. And it's definitely it, leans it, more towards the independence than it does the the big two right now. Yeah, it's not Watchmen's. You know, Watchmen is a thing of its own. Um, why? Yeah, why is always why is always a good one. Um, does it still? Oh yeah, sell well. Yeah. yeah, we always keep a full set of the hardcovers and a full set of the trades on the shelf. And uh, actually, just this past week, we had a gentleman come in and bought the whole run in hardcover form. Oh, nice. Um, so, I mean, it, it's definitely still it's still there as a, as a good seller. Uh, Preacher. Preacher is another one that we do really well with. And then having the TV show, that definitely uh, gave it a little jump. Um, so, yeah, it, but it, it does tend to skew towards those independents until you get to things like The Killing Joke, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, you know, those would be kind of the, some of the DC ones. Hush, obviously, was brought up. So. Yeah, cool. Uh, let's see. So there are some, doggone it. It's not just old stuff. Um, Wolf Warner, Warner says, uh, the Odessa Drake, a new villain's first appearance is in Amazing Spider-Man number eight. Also, some of the second print, Return of the Wolverine number ones, has three pages that, uh, that are error print mix-ups with Dr. Afra. 
and the rejected second print. He's talking about books that he thinks are going to be hot spec items. Uh, Moon Knight 200 has the first appearance of The False Truth. And uh, Sentry number five has a new character. Bob, also known as the Sentry, accepts the void and combines to create a new character. This was a good series by Jeff Lemire. Underrated, so well done. Okay. So that gives us some food for thought. Check out Amazing Spider-Man 8 for a first villain appearance. I don't know about that misprint on Return of Wolverine. Is that That's not a big deal, is it? Um, I don't think it's a big deal. We've got a couple of them that are sitting on the shelf. Yeah, and, and the biggest one that we noticed was uh, every one of our copies, the, um, the Indicia was that whole page was for Afra. And then the Return to Wolverine one was like second to the last page in the book. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know who would be hunting, uh, searching those out. I mean, there probably are collectors that look for errors and misprints, and they focus on that. Well, okay. So I don't. Uh, this is. I just looked it up on eBay, and I can't believe people would be getting that price. Okay, good. None of them have sold. There's just a whole bunch of them listed for thirty bucks, but it looks like. 20 bucks is about the most anybody's getting for them. Wow. So if anybody wants to come in and get those two off our shelf, feel free. <laughs> you can pay cover for them. Darn right. You can pay cover. Get them out of here. They're, they are yours. Michael Lamb says, huge props for going through the FOC. There's always a chance to catch some stuff I may have missed on my initial order. You are preaching to the choir, brother. Uh, every week, there's something cool in there and stuff to uh, rethink and think about again and um, uh, we appreciate uh, Eric letting us be a part of that so it's um, it's always got it's always got some cool hidden gems in it and um, I I use it as definitely a crutch I don't really even stress my order that much anymore for the um, the FOC publishers I'm like eh I don't know maybe I'll get it maybe I won't maybe I'll catch it on FOC I don't worry as much anymore it's nice I always have a little uh, safety blanket. That's right. It's. I think it's a good thing for anyone. I mean, especially as James and I have talked about for shop owners, you got to pay attention to this kind of stuff. But um, you know, more more so than anything, there's a lot of books that'll come in that are FOC only. You know, either second prints, third prints, uh, or they'll add like those FOC variants for Black Badge things like that. So. It's one of those things where if you're if you're not aware of it or your retailer's not aware of it, then you're you're going to stand to miss stuff. I mean, all the Walking Dead blind bags were FOC um, based books. There there were not you know initial solicits for them. So yeah. David Thompson says I listen every week, and I figured I would finally chime chime in on a topic: media mail. Okay, this is uh, my uh, true confession last week that I had been. Uh, mailing a lot of stuff media mail because it was heavy and uh he's he he wants to uh educate me a little bit on this uh comics are not media mail eligible trades and graphic novels are if the post office catches you shipping comics as media mail they will charge the full cost of either a first class or priority if you get snagged enough they will start inspecting a very high percentage of your packages um if that wasn't bad enough media mail isn't even handled gingerly isn't handled gingerly as the expectation is they are books or dvds um and then he actually showed a close-up of the uh the thing from their website and it says 
right here. Media mail packages may not contain advertising. Comic books do not meet this standard, which isn't really true. Um, books may contain incidental announcements of other books. See, that, that just flies in the face of that whole description right there. And sound recordings may contain announcements of other sound recordings, blah, 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 blah. So um, they're saying comic books in uh, generically do not meet this standard. But many comics have zero ads and only have an incidental announcement of another book in it. So how is that even possible? I'm going to have to take this up with the United States Postal Service. Yeah, chances are if you give them a call, they'll answer right away. <laughs> uh, I, I would just like to say that um, it, it's not only media mail that they handle poorly. It's every package that goes into their um, system. And I'm not saying that the postal employees, the delivery personnel are rough with packages. I'm saying the systems, and I think it's the conveyors and everything else because I – Believe me, the bigger the mail order system gets, most weeks we don't have any issues, but some weeks we'll have two or three issues. And you look at a package because, you know, all of our purchasers are wise individuals and they send pictures for me so that I can process claims and get them, you know, get their books refilled for them. But without fail, every one of the boxes, it looks, it literally looks like it's either been run over or it was... I, I don't know. It's not damage from an individual handling the book. It's definitely automated damaging. Media mail you or not. You don't even send UP, USPS, though. I do. I do send mm. it. So it's kind of a... We're in a weird bubble state right now where we're not quite doing enough to be able to take advantage of some of the things like UPS mail innovations. Um, but we're large enough that we get a pretty good discount from the major shipping partners. So really what it comes down to is... Uh, we work on getting a right size package for the product that we have, and um, sometimes it's FedEx, sometimes it's Postal Service. Every once in a while, it's UPS. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's tough. Um, so anyway, I I, I appreciate the feedback, um, clarification, and I'm going to uh, edit my listings and to reflect uh, an appropriate mailing procedure yeah go with that generic uh, economy shipping yes which is what i should have done from the beginning you know heck it could be a, an amish buggy for all you know it's economy <laughs> i i yeah, home, yeah carrier pigeons sure is how i like to send all my comics yeah well back when um the the moon knight 200 was coming through the foc i was looking longingly at the one in 1000 and i thought to myself Man, I wonder who the guy with the cojones is that's going to invest in a in a one in one thousand Moon Knight two hundred, and I'd love to meet the guy someday. And lo and behold, he's on the show. <laughs> you have you have a Moon Knight one in one thousand. Yeah, yep. James and I took a long and hard look at everything, and uh, it we don't spec on these kind of books in the shop for ourselves ordinarily, but this was one where. We just had a feeling that it was going to be incredibly underordered. Uh, most of the the books that have had the one on one thousands are, you know, key title books. Things like Spider Man, obviously, Fantastic Four, Punisher, Daredevil, big, big, big names, a list properties. And we were just kind of like, well, you know, if there's a property that you really could do some pretty amazing stuff with a television series with, you know, like in a Netflix studio type setting. Moon Knight is one of those characters because there's so much 
that you can do with without a lot of effects. I mean, a lot of it can just be filming. Um, so we really were kind of thinking long and hard, and we made our decision um, at about, oh, man, probably about 1130 at night when the FOC was due at, in a half an hour. And we just said we're going to do it. We're <laughs> going to go for it. Um, so we did. We we went with the 1 in 1,000 and the two 1 in 500s. We've sold both of the 1 in 500s already. Um, the 1 in 1,000 uh, will go down to uh, be graded. And we found out from a little birdie uh, how many of the 1 in 1,000s are in existence. And that's always a game that you try and play. So like with um, just thinking back to the ASM 25 from a couple of years ago, we knew that there were about 350 in existence. Um, certain books you can tell roughly by the print run. If it's a print run of about 350, you probably safely assume that 200 to 250 um, thousand of those copies were related to the 1 in 1,000. Well, we found out that there were 10 of the Moon Knight 1 in 1,000s shipped out. So it's a incredibly low print run. Basically, 10 copies made it out to the wild. So Wow. We're pretty excited. We, we are very excited because I don't know if there's going to be another remastered 1 in 1,000 that's going to have a print run that low. That's pretty sweet, and that comes back as a 9.8. Um, what kind of number are you thinking? That's it's a that's a hard hard guess. I mean, if it comes back a nine eight, we're probably somewhere in the three to five thousand range, just depending on. But without a mo- without a television show or movie announcement, right, right. Wow, and then it up up from there, right? Potentially, yeah. So I mean, it's one of those things that's probably more of a long play than a short flip, but um, you know, it was one of those ones where we just decided to go ahead and pull the trigger. That's really cool. Maybe I'll visit it someday. There you go. <laughs> Another reason to to take a trip. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, now the Comic Fest is tomorrow. Well, it's today as you're listening to this. Correct. It's the last Saturday in October. Yes. And is Calabunga doing that? No. Do do stores participate? Not really. Do they have? Do they have like? big day comic fest days or do they do they, somebody buys the comics right and gives them away yeah some people do um so free comic book day is you know the the comic book holiday that everybody knows um yeah. it was it was kind of the brainchild basically of diamond and the publishers and really the only people that it benefits is diamond publishers don't make any money on it but diamond makes good money on the books um we as retailers don't get any discount on the books we have to pay the whatever the it's called a net price is it's usually between 25 and 50 cents per copy um and halloween comic fest was diamond's approach to kind of say hey let's do it again uh, we like it yeah, yeah. let's get something in the fourth quarter yeah <laughs> uh so a lot of stores really don't do anything from a halloween comic fest side of things there are some stores that go all out and do it and if you have a store that does it that's awesome I, i'm happy for you um we don't for a couple of reasons number one uh we have an actual business trick or treat that a lot of kids look forward to just getting candy. They don't really want our comics. They want our candy. Um, so O to be seven again and just want candy. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, that's part of it. The candy is a lot cheaper per pound than comics are. So that's also another piece of it. Um, but we have so many, you know, dollar books and four, four dollar books that what we tend to do is we'll actually give out uh, leftover free comic book day books. We'll give out some of our, you know, glut of dollar books, you know, whatever it is. 
So we, we've got more than enough to make up for it, and we really get nothing um, as far as numbers compared to Free Comic Book Day. Free Comic Book Day will have a line, you know, 30, 40, 50 people deep before we even open, and Halloween Comic Fest will get maybe 60, 65 people total. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen, I think there's a couple of the urban stores, you know, in a major metro area. Right. That. You know they'll do a like a cosplay slash comic fest day and, and you know give out some comics and um, you know people are dressing up anyway so it kind of it kind of fits I get it but you you don't I don't hear about it from very many stores and I just wondered if maybe that was just regional or that was something that uh, you, you were you were seeing that up there as well no it, it's a seems to be a common trend based on some of the retailer boards that I'm on and and stuff like that not a lot of people do them it's cool. But everybody does free comic book day. Well, darn near everybody. The good ones, yeah. Yeah, they should. Um, this Wednesday is uh, the new previews will be out, but you can get the the online version at previewsworld.com right now. Um, if you want to check out the, the November catalog and get a sneak peek at what your your printed copy of your catalog is, is going to say um, in it, um, sometimes... I don't even crack my catalog. I just use the the site, so I can do it. just be surfing it at uh, work. Don't tell anybody I'm doing that at work. Um, but <laughs> uh, so the yeah, so the get get your orders in quickly so you can get find out all, what all the gold is in that book. And it's always nice to see when it drops uh, online. So check that out at previewsworld.com. I'm a big fan of uh, of previews, but I do like I do like the hard the hardback too. It's it is nice to flip through and see a giant thick catalog of comics. Hey, in uh, <clears throat> historical news, oh, okay. Uh, this is a random insertion, not on the show notes, but I had a couple of eBay auctions running and uh, would like to just say Kyle was right. I put my uh, Robotech Art Germ second printing of number one up and it just sold for 650 So that book's still going, I guess. Where's that from? That was the man. Was that two years ago that it launched? It was oh, okay. that, that Robotech. It was the winking cover that Kyle kept wanting to find the winking. I don't know. Anyways, I just thought it was funny oh, because yeah. uh, you remember that now. Yeah. Yep. Was it Robotech? It was yeah, Robotech. Right. Yep. I forgot about that. I've got that stuck around here somewhere. I'll dust it off. Yeah, six fifty. That's double cover. Pretty close. Yep. Yeah, that's nice. Now, you wanted to talk a little bit about pull lists and uh, favorite publishers right now? Yeah, I just thought it'd be kind of a fun change of pace. I know a lot of times, um, you know, especially when I'm on, we're talking about looking at different things on FOC or sneak peeks and with, you know, with an eye of what could you potentially get to flip. Um, and I know that you and Kyle tend to, you know, throw in little bits about what you're reading, but I just thought, you know, let's take a couple minutes like what's hot on your pull list what are things you're you're liking or maybe it's just publishers what publishers are you really digging right now because i know my my tastes have changed over the last probably year year and a half or so yeah well um bendis's move to dc um not so much the, the superman titles i don't really enjoy those that much but the jinx world stuff his his four titles in jinx world that he brought yep I'm enjoying those, some more than others, but I'm reading them all still. Um, Pearl's probably my least favorite uh, of them, uh, but I really enjoy the other ones, and that's been a really cool. It's almost it almost feels like Vertigo, Vertigo books to me. Yeah, 
And if they slap, they could slap a Vertigo imprint on that, and I, I wouldn't know the difference. They're they're really fun. It was a fun surprise. I didn't realize he was going to be so prolific um, at DC as he, you know, I should have known since he was pretty prolific at Marvel, but uh, I didn't realize he was going to come out of the gate with so many titles going on. And um, yeah, that that's that's something that's uh, really been interesting, and I've been enjoying a lot. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm definitely all in on on Bendis. Um, how many tattoos do you have? I have zero. That's probably why I don't like Pearl so much. <laughs> you think that's what it is? Yeah, you don't you don't know the culture, man. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm not plugged in. <laughs> no, I I think probably of the titles, um, I would put Scarlet as probably my favorite right now. Um, yeah, it's good. But uh, I definitely like Pearl as well. That's up there. So. Um, no, I'm I'm definitely digging Bendis, and actually, um, you know, I've made it a point to say a couple of times in the past that for me, Superman wasn't really ever a draw. Um, no slight to Siegel and Schuster or anybody who likes Superman, it just wasn't my cup of tea. But um, I decided to give it a try with Bendis, and I've actually enjoyed it quite a bit. And I've talked to some people in the shop that are coming in, and um, they're they're very similar, where they were uh, not necessarily Superman readers prior uh, I don't say not Superman fans because I don't I think anyone who loves comic books is a Superman fan at, at you know at some level yeah, yeah. Um, but non-Superman readers and they've jumped on with Bendis and they're really enjoying it and you talk to some people who are um, very longtime Superman readers and they're kind of like yeah it's okay it's not you know lighting the world on fire so I just think it's interesting how a different lens on the character can um you know, get people excited for it. So for me, I've read every issue of action and Superman that's come out since Bendis came over, um, which I honestly, you know, two years ago would not have ever thought that I would say. Now, did you like the Tomasi Superman and the Jurgens action? Didn't read those before. You didn't read them? Nope. Okay. So, so I did. I really liked those. So that's probably, that's probably coloring my, I like that world. I like the world that was built. So I don't know. Maybe that's the problem because I didn't really like this this villain that Bendis brought in. Bulzar. Um Yeah, I didn't like him at all. So um, that 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 was just that was just me. I couldn't I couldn't get into it. So that just kind of ruined the whole thing for me. But I mean, I'll probably check it out again when he gets settled. Yeah, it was like Tom King. Remember when Tom King had that was a Monster Man or something arc? That you're just like, what is this crap? And then, and then he kind of righted the ship, and he's 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 been doing a much better job ever since. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Unless you don't think that I don't, I drop Batman. Okay, I drop Batman in probably the early twenties of the run. Um, I just I find the enjoyment of those stories to be uneven where I will like an issue or two and then just not really enjoy a couple issues. Uh, yeah. So I just decided to save the heartburn, wait for it all to wrap up, and then based on, you know, kind of I'll flip through pages when it comes into the shop, but I don't purchase them and, and pour through them like I do other books. I think there was um, maybe 51, 52, something like that. It was like a, a 12 Angry Men uh comic that was, it was like Bat, Bruce Wayne was on a jury and uh, it was really awesome. It was like like this was a this would be like on my short list of best single issue stories for the year. And I was like he's he still got it. I really enjoy it. 
I just wish there was consistency. I think yeah. that's my and, problem is the lack of consistency. And the the wedding fiasco really has uh, tainted it in a lot of people's minds. At least uh, the vocal people are that are that are pretty upset about it. So I mean, sales aren't really that haven't really taken that big of a hit. I think they're still hovering around a hundred thousand. So. But yeah, it definitely isn't at 125 anymore. Yeah, and I I, I think the um, for me, the the bigger frustration around that the bat wedding batrimony that didn't happen was more of the the way that it was handled by DCPR as opposed to Tom King's writing. Yeah. So, although I did roll my eyes when I saw at the end of the issue that it was Bane. Yeah. Yeah. So like, here we go again. Retread the same stories. Well, by and large, you know, Image has always been my favorite publisher. Yeah. And late, lately I've I've been struggling because my favorite comics within Image, you know, Southern Bastards and Saga and uh, a handful of others, you know, went and they do the, these hiatuses and they disappear or they, I don't even know if they're being printed anymore in the case of Southern Bastards. I, I haven't seen one of those forever. Um, and, and so they've, there's, I'm, I keep looking for the next ones and there's some, you know, beauty has, has been a really strong book for me and I really like paper girls and, and, and there's some others that are, that are strong, but for the most part, it's just a, a churn of a, of a story arc here, a story arc there. Some I like, some I don't, but then they kind of go away. You know, we, we got 20 issues of kill or be killed and I was loving those, but that was their story. So Brubaker's going to put that down and put it, put it up something else, something else. So there's some of those that that come up and and have a kind of an extended run, but for the most part, you know, it's it's a story arc and they're gone. And so I don't have the, I, I guess just this like the strong stable of fantastic image titles. It's it's just kind of just a revolving door of stuff that I like a lot of it, but it doesn't. It's not a love that I have for it. Like I did for when walking dead and saga was, uh, you know, firing on all cylinders at the same time. And, you know, it was really electric. Yeah. And do you, so image has always been, um, not, I won't say the number one on my pull list, but they had had quite a few titles that I had, I would read. Um, do you feel kind of like I do that image is getting to the point where there's almost too much going on and, there seem to be so many derivative properties, even though they're not derivative, they, they either come off or appear as it, where you just kind of almost feel like you're getting a little burnt out on reading the same sorts of stories over and over again. Yeah, yeah, there definitely is. There's a lot of these, you know, stories of uh, post-apocalyptic this and this tragedy was caused by this character. So let's follow him and find out how it happened. And, um, I don't know. It, yeah, it is, it is weird. And they're all it, the, 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 the numbers with the supernatural elements. Uh, that's, that's really you know, been, been way too heavy handed lately. Just too much supernatural stuff. Yeah. I've, I've just kind of gotten to the point where I've, I still have the books that I like to get out of Image, but I'm, I'm having a hard time finding new titles to get on there. Yeah, I tend to be well, seeing yeah. myself go more towards um, Titan and Lionforge. Honestly, those are the two that seem to get me the most right now. Right. Well, I really, I mean, I really like 
uh, unnatural. Whether that was gr- that's been great. I like Outpost Zero a lot. That's been great. Farmhands really strong. Uh, but these are four issue series so far. I mean, I don't, I don't. There's, there's only four. We haven't even got to the trade yet. Right. So, you know, it's it's still new. Um, you know, Die Die Die. I think is fantastic. I just read the fourth issue, so it hasn't been around. You know, there's some other Kirkman stuff. Oblivion Song, which it, it, it never really grabbed me, and it's I think on issue eight or something like that. Um, the uh, Outcast, I don't, I, I, I'm, it's it's really long in the tooth, and I'm kind of done with that one. And it's a lot, you know, Redlands finally came out again. It was one that started really strong. That was the Jordi Belair book. Yep. And, you know, I think we're on issue seven and we just got seven and it's been out a year. So that that's taking its time and not out enough to really be a staple. You know, there's just no consistent printing period and they just can't keep up and, and they just can't do it like the big two do it. And... Uh, it, it does it does hurt. It does hurt because, like over at Marvel, I'm going to get a Champions every month. Whether they have to put four artists on it to get the thing out, they're going to get it out. Um, that I I'm okay with that. I can take that. Um, and it, it just keeps keeps that stuff going. You know, I I, I was always going to be a Spidey. Couple of a couple of. Well, what four a month? <laughs> well, with Spider getting and all that stuff, there's probably going to be ten, you know. So, um, Marvel and DC they, they keep the they keep the content flowing at least, and uh, it can be hard now when when the when the gaps line up, you know, and the the hiatuses line up, and there's just there's nothing. When's the last time we got a Lazarus book? It went quarterly, right? Yeah, I think they're going to a quarterly book now. Yeah. So I, and I'm looking for the next one. And Beauty might be it. It's 24 issues strong. Paper Girls might be it. It's 25 issues strong. So there are a couple, but not the the sheer volume of long-running series that we used to be able to just feast upon. Right, right. I mean, one of my favorites was Hack Slash Resurrection, and that, was a, that ended up being a 12-issue series. So it's done. So they'll... Bring it back, maybe an image, maybe somewhere else, as another volume, and relaunch it, and it'll go in a different direction. But whenever that happens, there'll be a long hiatus between this book and the next book, so I'll, I'll have lost a little momentum there because that they've really kind of sucked me in. I guess Stray Bullets is another good one because I think it's in its forties, and I still read it, and it comes out regularly. Were you in because black and white? Were you an East of West guy? No, I tried it. I stuck around for the first couple of volumes, and it just got too tough for me to uh, keep up with. Do you find that f- uh, with most of Hickman's books for you, or is it just kind yes, of yes? Most okay. most of Hickman, I don't I don't connect with. <laughs> He's kind of in that, not in the same camp, but kind of along the same veins of a uh, of a uh, Grant yes. Morrison, <laughs> where you never really know what exactly you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, and you know it, it can work, but. N- in that case, it didn't, and and you know his FF run never connected with me either. So okay. Now, Chakin's Hey Kids comics. Have you read any of that? Yeah, yeah, I've read a couple of. I think the first two issues. I I just think that's really brilliant. I don't know how much 
that that can't go on forever because we're already in the 2000s at this point, I think, at the latest issue. But just the way it's, um, he's really taken a swipe at the industry and, and people. And it's fun to kind of try to figure out who he's talking about. Cause I don't, I'm not a, I'm not an insider. So I miss some of the references, but some of them I can figure out. And, um, it's kind of fun. It's one I hope I want. It's one I hope sticks around and tells and tells the full story. <laughs> I think that one will definitely run as long as he wants it to, because I think he. Um, I don't know. I think it's an interesting premise, and I wonder how far yeah. and how deep he's going to get into the main core and meat of his, you know, his existence as a as a creator. Um, yeah. Obviously, he probably doesn't want to burn any bridges with people, but at the same time, he set out to tell stories to kind of unwrap some of the mystique and mystery, I guess, in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of stuff you got on your pull list that's uh, resonating with you now? Um, I, you know, I have to say it was obviously the, the Superman stuff was big. Um, I'm, I'm a Batman fan and I put that down. So that was rough. Uh, Nightwing. I get, I am, I'm behind on it, but I, I guess I'm kind of like Kyle. I just can't give up that habit um, from the image stable uh, honestly, there's really not too much that I'm getting at this point. It, it's predominantly BKV books, and then um, if a Black Magic book comes out, then oh yeah, I mean I forgot about that one. Uh, that was great. It was fantastic, and that yeah. So that's pretty much it for Image for me. There's just not a whole lot exciting me going on right now at, at Image with Marvel. Um, I'm never thought that I would be a huge Venom fan. But I really am enjoying what uh, Donnie is doing. I'm also enjoying the um, each issue. You never know what's going to happen, if there's going to be a cover gimmick, if it's going to be a new character. I mean, there's all sorts of little things he's doing. And it it kind of has brought some of the excitement to Wednesdays back. And Kirkman's done the same thing with Die, 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 where you usually will have between, I think it's like four different covers, like three different speech bubble ones and then a, a, a blank, no, no speech bubbles on it. Um, so it's like, there's little things like that that are happening that are exciting. Um, but for me and Marvel, uh, it's, it's definitely been Venom. Uh, anything that has Silver Surfer in it, I'm, I always read. And then, um, I've been keeping track of the new Punisher and that's been, that's been pretty good. I'm, has anything had Silver Surfer in in it? There's been a couple little like Surfer things here and there. This past week we had the reprint of the um, What If Silver Surfer had the Infinity Gauntlet, but there was a there was a Surfer one shot I think that came out a couple weeks ago. They did a Surfer annual like a month and a half ago. He doesn't have an ongoing series, but he got an annual. I don't know how that worked, but um, but yeah. So pretty much the Venom titles. the Venom t- title when that was coming out, the Web of Venom, uh, Carnage books. I'm looking forward to those. Um, so I got that's kind of going on. That's the the main publishers. But then for me, I th- a lot of my attention has really shifted to, um, like I said, Titan has been starting to get a lot of my my money with the Hard Case Crime. Both oh, in yeah, the that stuff's great. Yeah, both the comics as well as um, some of the prose novels. Uh, I've got a couple of them sitting around me, and well. I have a lot of things sitting around me in stacks right now, but um, those have been good. The Lion Forge stuff, I've definitely been enjoying the European comics that are coming over. Um, so I've got uh, my the Jazz Maynard stuff. You know, those have just been phenomenal. I can't wait for the next uh, little series that's going to come out. Um, Aftershock has been putting out a lot of great stuff. 
Um, I have Moth and Whisper to read. That was great. I'm excited to read it. It's I'm literally looking at it, it right now. Great. Um, I really liked it. Yeah. And it says Walk Through Hell is fantastic. Um, yes. You know, that that's a company that uh, they, they may not be the biggest, but boy, they're growing fast with quality stuff. And my favorite series of theirs, uh, Joe Pruitt wrote, The Black Eyed Kids. Yep. And he put it on the shelf. I was so bummed. Yeah, I I think that was for a couple of reasons. One, the it wasn't making as much money back as what he had wanted. But I think another part of it is, um, you know, they're working with Donny Cates uh, on the God Country uh, adaptation. That's all being done oh. through Aftershock. And, and when Joe was oh, wow. in the store, that was one of the things that he had talked about was Aftershock is looking to be more than just a publisher. They want to be a full multimedia company. So he ain't got time to be writing comics. Maybe not as much as as he would like or need. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, I've I've really enjoyed a lot of the stuff they've been putting on. It's been great. Now back to the what if stuff. Um, I steered clear of these. I had a, I was I was a little confused. Uh, they launched with like true believers. What ifs? Little fan. I didn't think there was a lot of fanfare with them. Um, are they getting top notch creators to do these? Are these just these are there are some new it is new content right yeah so the the more recent what if ones the non-true believer ones yeah let's see here um have you been reading them have you read you read the silver surfer obviously that was uh that was an old reprint a true believers one okay yeah okay i haven't been reading in the new ones but let's just see who did what if thor ethan Sachs and marco Cicchetto on cover art and then michelle bendini on interior art so They've been around. Um, yeah, yeah. Go back. I don't know. It, it's just it's they're all number ones. Yep, they're just one shots. Yeah. So they're all just one shots. So it's not really a what if series, and so therefore I feel like I can just pick and choose when you know. So if it's what if Moon Knight does something, I'm in. <laughs> but so far it's they've been they've they've their topics have been um, not as interesting. They haven't grabbed me. They did not clickbaity enough, I guess. And their what if title. They'll have to work on that. Yeah, I don't know. Are they selling? They they're doing okay. I mean, it's Marvel. Marvel puts out a lot of stuff, so ultimately it's kind of yeah. one of those things where they I don't want to say they get lost in the wash, but compared to some of the other books, they're not the biggest sellers. Um we do have people that are uh, subscribed to them that are getting them, so it's not to say that they're not uh not moving, but not the biggest. Not the biggest, for sure. Uh, you st- still reading Black Hammer? Yep. I've, uh, well, I should say yes, but I'm a couple issues behind. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, that's, it is uh, an intriguing look at comics in a different lens. Very much different, but very much in the same way that Astro City is a fun, as a fun read to kind of look at those. So, alleg- you know. so you're, you're how many issues behind? I think I'm two issues behind. <laughs> I don't think you've got to the reveal yet then. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't want to spoil this for you. Um, we uh, don't have our spec bundle yet. Uh, we uh, we might be doing one. We might allow Eric, who is the spec bundle expert, to put together. Do you, how much do you want to tell him? Do you want to tell him anything now, or do you just say stay tuned? Yeah, we can drop a teaser out there. So, okay. um, last month. Drew selected four issues from smaller publishers, back half publishers, 
and I think what we're going to do for the next month is uh, it was Kyle's month, and you can tell how in tune and up to snuff he is because he's on the recording with us. Hi, Kyle. <laughs> oh, wait. That's right. He's at a, he's at a campfire. That's right. Um, so I will uh, be putting together a spec bundle, and what we're going to do this time is we're going to throw in some, uh, some variants, some 1 in 10 variants, something like that, lower ratio variants, uh, try and get them at a real good price. So if people want to get you know covers that are a little bit harder to find, we're going to try and do it that way. We're not going to make it super expensive. We're not going to throw in like a one in five hundred or even a one in hundred or probably even a one in fifty. But you know we'll get four books, um, probably in the one in ten to one in twenty range, depending on what the titles are. And uh, yeah, we'll see what we can come up yeah, with. And it'll be uh, probably wherever the first item would fit in the publisher. So if it's a if it's a DC book. That's a, or well, if it's a Marvel book, that's a one in ten. Um, there'll be something that says C four FAP spec bundle, and if you hit the, one of those, then it grays out those those, so you don't double up. And it's really it's really pretty cool and, and intuitive tool there. Um, it, it, you just keep improving the order form every every month. There's something new, and and it it gets a little better and a little better each time so i really appreciate that and the, the work that you guys put into to getting that thing out it's it's very helpful to order with and it's, it makes it really easy i would love to take all the credit for that however i do have to say that almost all of it is john um it's you know just a conversation that we continue to have of usability and what people are liking and not liking and um well, it's not static. You guys keep uh, troubleshooting then and, and making it a little better, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you find it to be helpful because that was something we kind of struggled with how we wanted to yeah how we wanted to do that. Um, so well, well, I never used um, the order form at the other place. Um, I never used their order form. It was it was basically just an Excel spreadsheet with, and it, it didn't work as like anything like this. Uh, this is this is really nice, and it, it's something that um, I know you're working on the website, and uh, you know that some people will probably love the website. But I'll probably stick with the order form because it's it's really tried and true, and it helps me track my order really well. So yeah, and, and we're we are working on the website. Um, our main goal is to put the FOC component online first, uh, and then we'll build in the monthly ordering. And the reason we're doing it that way is because the monthly ordering pieces. Um, there's a lot more in the user flow for it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more different work streams that we have to work through. And ultimately, when we get this thing all up online, we want the experience to be very similar to the spreadsheet. So we have to figure out how we reflect that in, you know, say you select a bundle, how do you reflect that throughout the rest of the um, the website? So we want to make sure that there's a consistent usability across everything so you're not getting more or less with one or the other and finding and fixing all of uh diamonds uh errors in the data file good lord whose job is that i don't know but that intern is asleep at the wheel all the time (laughs) that's a hassle they always they always i mean we were just laughing about this last week because kyle was like wait a minute that's that's a picture of another comic that's not even the right one and so they do, they just juxtapose things constantly. Yep. And there's a lot of there's a lot of data. I get it, but you know, hire somebody to do that. 
<laughs> I would agree with that, but, you know, yeah. they listen to us very frequently as it is. Well, as you were segueing into the FOC, let's take a look at uh, what we got here now. Um, and uh, before we get into it, uh, if, if somebody wants to get in on this and wants to follow along with the show, uh, they can have this emailed to them on Fridays. That's correct. Uh, right? Yep. And then um, we, we go over it Friday night, and then uh, you get this order in on by Monday, by noon on Monday. Um, what's the best way for them to do that? Best way is just to shoot me an email, eric, E-R-I-C, at cowabungacomics.com. Cowabunga spelled with a K, comics spelled with a C. Um, and I, I will email it out to literally anyone. Um, I've got a number of people who have asked if they can just get it and you know not be a customer, but they want to be able to get it because their shop doesn't share it with them. But if they bring the book title in and what they want, the, their shop will order it. That's fine. Um you know, I'd I'd rather have you support the hobby and, and support the industry than than not. So don't be afraid if you don't want to buy comics from me. I will hold it over your head, but at the same time, <laughs> I will still let you on the uh, the email list. And no, I, I won't hold it over you. It's fine. But the cool thing is, you and you can get on the order form list too. Yep. So you could do you could get them get in on both of them at the same time, and you know, I get my book books in a big old box. At the end of the month, but you can get them every two weeks. You can get them every week, I think. Can't you? Yep. Yeah. So you know you can have that stuff uh, shipped out, and with the FOC, you can. I mean, you can just have stuff coming to you constantly. You know, every week if you want. So you could come combine the stuff from your order form, not do an order, and just do FOC. You know, not do FOC, just do an order, but it's the best when you come put them together. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. There you go. And uh, and you can just, uh, I mean, so I think there have been months where I've spent more on FOC than I have in my order. Yes, I think there have been. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a little, t- you know, the, there's, there's the buyer beware because you're going to get tempted because there's lots of cool stuff. And you get to see it close up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it does right. help, too, because... Um, you know, DC especially, but Marvel as well, and, and even into the smaller publishers, when you're placing your initial order, sometimes the cover images aren't there. Uh, and by the time FOC rolls around, theoretically, they're supposed to have the cover images there, but they don't always. But by and large, I would say about 80 to yeah. 90% of the time, all the cover images are there. So it, it, it is one of those things where you can kind of validate what you got. And I've had one or two folks that are monthly subscribers who will uh, email me, you know, just on the weekend of the FOC and say, Hey, I, I see that the variant is this cover. Can I switch my a cover for the variant cover? That's open to order. I mean, I can do that kind of stuff. That's not a huge problem. So it, it does help in that regard too. Now, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, you started doing a featured FOC item, uh, list of you pick four, you pull, pull four items out of the FOC, uh, with the cover art and everything and your price highlighted um and it's really kind of a cool look at some of the hot stuff that you might gloss right over because you're not looking closely at every item on the foc Uh, what made you decide to do that and why don't you go over what what you've selected for this week yeah i guess what i so i'm not i'm not stepping on uh you and kyle's toes with this at all (laughs) because this isn't really meant to be so much of a spec thing as it is more of an FYI things that may catch people's eyes. So based on um, the way that people I see buying patterns, 
there may be certain cover artists that people like, like Francesco Mattina, uh, which is why Batman 59 Variant Edition is one of the featured items this week. People like the Mattina covers. He had the Deathstroke one that went um, blew up really big. Obviously, Batman, there's going to be a lot of people buying it anyways, but um, I think it all ties into this Arkham arc that he's doing, so I wanted to call that out and make sure people knew, hey, if you wanted the Mattina cover, this is what it looks like. You may want to get it. Um, I also usually try and throw in a collected edition of some kind if there's something of significance uh, that I think is important either for uh, newer readers or something historic that hasn't come back in a certain packaging format in a while. I always try and get something from the back half of the book, a smaller publisher if I can find it, and then I'll usually throw on a variant that um, may have some interest or excitement. So what I've got for this week, I threw that Batman 59 variant by Francesco Mattina, which, you know, is very much in Beautiful. his painted style. There's a penguin on it. You've got Bane. You've got Batman. Um, you know, it's it's the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, I also have the Spider-Geddon number one second printing Molina variant. The reason that I threw this one on here is because it has pretty much the entire spider family uh, from all the different spider iterations on it. Very well done. Uh, and what I've started noticing with some of the Marvel uh, variants, not all of them, but some of the uh, second, third, fourth printing variants uh, do actually have a little bit of a um, overcover sell price on eBay because they are FOC only. So they are a much smaller um, awareness and being a number one issue, obviously, it's a jumping on point that people may want to collect. So I threw that one on there. That's two ninety nine. Um, Conspiracy of the Illuminati number one. I believe this was a Zenoscope book, um, but this B cover I thought was just really, really cool. It's uh, kind of the Illuminati pyramid in the eye, only it's like a human eye on a metallic-looking pyramid triangle. It's it's kind of a freaky cover, um, but I think it was a really cool book. I've actually started reading a little bit uh, of Zenoscope stuff, um, yeah, and I've you know found it once you get past the cover. I found that um, the stories are actually kind of fun. They're they're pretty good. So some of them are fun, yeah. man. I really I I like some of them too. So yeah, Revenge of Wonderland is the one that I've been reading, and and it's actually made me want to go back and get more of the Wonderland series. So um, that's good. Anyways, so Conspiracy of the Illuminati number one uh, cover B by Rosette. That is one that I called out, and the other one that I called out was uh, Savage Sword of Conan hardcover original Marvel Years Omnibus Volume One. But I called out the direct market variant. So this one is, um, this cover can only be purchased through comic book stores. You cannot get this through, you know, Barnes & Noble. You can't get it through Amazon, theoretically. You should only be able to get it in comic book stores. It's a $125 cover price. And for us, uh, we always do 50% off for Marvel and DC and Image uh, hardcovers and trades for the first month that they're out. So $62.50 for, uh, for that Savage Sword of Conan uh, Omnibus Volume 1. So that's kind of the, the reason that I've started throwing those things on there. Um, like I said, it's not to step on toes and say that these are going to blow up and be big. It's more of just an awareness for what I notice the buying trends to be uh, from the customers that I have. And last week you did a eight covers of uh, a Valiant book, didn't you? Yeah, that was the, uh, not Livewire. Um, that was the one that had the glass cover on it, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Can't remember what it was. Um, shoot, it's slipping my mind. That's okay. Was it the Bloodshot? Uh, was that the new Bloodshot? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was it. And, there was, yeah, there was it was a series of eight covers, and 
was pretty reasonable. Yep, the pre-order bundle. Yep, $20.75, I think. But that you the pre-order bundles, you have to order by the first FOC. Um, you can't add on late, and I can't get them after the fact. So yeah, super tight printing on them. Pretty cool. All right, you ready to hop into FOC? Oh, man, am I ever. Uh, have you read Olivia Twist yet from Dark Horse? Nope, it was not on my not on my list. That first that first issue was really good. I haven't read um, anything since then, but um, I liked it a lot. Light Step, I don't remember exactly what that is. I want to pop that one up. January Lee is of royal descent, part of a ruling class that lives out their lives on accelerated light-stepped worlds where a single day is a lifetime on a normal planet. Hmm. I missed this one. Milos, Milos Slav... Slavkovich. Slavkovich, doing both the um, art and the cover and the writing. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, this one looks, I would say, it looks kind of interesting, honestly. I'm, I'm, I am planning to give the first issue a, uh, a go. Um, Crimson Lotus number one is also on here. And Are you Mignola fan? Um, pockets. I'll read it. Okay. I, it's, I'm not a uh, diehard that I have to read everything. Um but I do enjoy picking up his stuff from time to time. And this one ties into the uh, Lobster Johnson um, series that he has. So if anyone's a Mignola fan out there. I, I read some some of his stuff I've liked. Uh, I, I was never a Hellboy person, though. What? Uh, yeah, because he's got Hellboy, BPRD, um, Lobster Johnson. There's There's quite a... Quite a significant backlog, actually, of stuff. Um, I find that I've most of the stuff I've read has been around the BPRD, which obviously crosses over with Hellboy. But uh, there's the um, there's the latest Black Hammer number seven. That's right. You need to get caught up. I'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on your list. Put it on your list. Uh, that's about it for Dark Horse for me. Yeah, same. What about DC? Well, Brian Hill's American Carnage looks kind of interesting. Yeah, I agree. I will be picking that up. I actually um, have committed myself to all of the new Vertigo series that are going on. I am uh, hoping that we have kind of a renewed Vertigo. So I'm, I'm going to give them all a go. I've, I've been burned before, though. Haven't we all? <laughs> Multiple times. That last, that last relaunch. Yeah, We're really bad at learning bummer. from history. Yeah, especially <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. Those that don't oh, don't God. learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Damn it. <laughs> yes, over and over and over again. Um, uh, what what is the any um, is there any excitement about this drowned earth thing? Um, there's some. We've had some extra people jump on it. I I would just call out the variant cover by Ben Oliver. So, Ben Oliver's been around for a little while. He's been doing covers. He did um, Green Lantern Lost Army. He did a variant cover that. It, tends to move for 20 to 30 dollars i mean it's a beautiful cover um he's a very very talented artist i mean you can see just in the detail in the faces of what he's done um so i would just uh say if anybody's looking for maybe a flyer that would be one to put on the list potentially would be getting the aquaman 42 ben oliver variant yeah it's nice more drowned earth You getting the DC Nuclear Winter Special? 
I could, you know, I could answer I that and pull should. up your order, but you know, that's like two I, folders over. I probably should have because the holiday special did so well. Um, but I don't think I did. But yeah, it's it's tempting because I get you've got the uh, holiday special. What was the other one? Oh, um, the beach was it the. Yeah, there was there was another one that did that came, kind of did really well. It was another nine ninety nine book that was under ordered. Shoot, I can't remember now. Nightwing, I'm reading it again. I've enjoyed uh, Rick and his adventures. Yeah, that's. I'm not so keen on that personally. <laughs> Uh, Shazam, I, I'm not a big fan, so I'm probably going to be setting that one out. Real nice variant on the Teen Titans 24 book. Alex Garner? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. It looks kind of actually very reminiscent of the Battle Lines variants going on right now in Marvel. This... Um, this art germ Matina painted style is kind of starting to catch on, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of mimics out there. I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's, a good <laughs> it's style. beautiful stuff. I enjoy it too. Yeah. That's about all I've got in DC personally. Yeah, I think you're right. Anything in IDW for you? Uh, just from a reading standpoint, I did read the first, uh, issue of Dick Tracy. It was good. It was enjoyable. GoBots, GoBots, this would be a good question for Kyle. Is that like a, just like a Transformers knockoff? Yeah. Is that what that was? Yep. Absolutely. Um, I think Night Moves. Chris Burnham's doing the cover for it. Yep. Noir meets horror as small-time Vegas hustler Chris Dundee finds himself tangled in a web of danger and the occult. He's been on the wrong end of a pair of brass knuckles plenty of times, so this time he might be dealing with the devil himself. That's right. This one I'm in on. I'm going to check this one out. IDW is not usually a big one for me, but I was. I am planning to read Night Moves. That's a $15 variant, though, the Burnham cover. Well, I would, the other Burnham cover. I know a guy who can get me the A cover. Yeah. He sends out a form every month, and <laughs> <laughs> the A cover, the A cover is pretty nice. Yeah, it's the same cover, just in color. Um, Good old Burnham, I like him. Sukabon Turbo Number One. I don't remember this one. Inspired by the Japanese girl gangs of the 1970s, teenagers ride scooters armed with golf clubs and cash from selling drugs. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Scooters, golf clubs, and cash. That sounds like Caddyshack. Oh, it's written by the yeah, same person that did the uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo adaptation. Oh, over a Titan? Yeah. Cool. It might be one to... Which is good, by the way. Yes. I like it. Um, That's probably about all I got in IDW, honestly. Image, we've got Burnouts, which is really good. That first issue was fun. 
think the second issue came out this week. Oh, there's an East of West sighting. You betcha. Good timing. Exorcisters was a lot of fun. The second issue's here. Yeah, that one we had um, a lot of interest in and good sell-through, so that's a good one. Uh, Middle West, we've got some good interest in. Another Scotty Young book. Scotty Young not drawing. Correct. Scotty Young writing. Huh. Okay. It's worth a, worth a sample. New World came in hot and fizzled very quickly. Yeah. I didn't read it. Did you uh, check it out? I'm trying to remember now. Let me look. Let me read this list and see if it sparks my memory. I know I dropped it. Aless Cot, yeah. He's. I dropped his other book too, um, Days of Hate. Oh, what's that other image book that I have been reading that? Oh. Um, crud. There's one that's that dead hand. Dead hand. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah, I like think they're on a they're on a trade uh, trade break right now. I'm I'm thinking, but that was that's been good. Yeah, it was like the Russian thing. Yeah. Cold yeah. Cold War. Post Cold War. Got the history angle. It get it it hooks you. It does. I'm a sucker for that. That's probably it for me for image. Yep. Pretty. Pretty light one. It is fifth week. No, I guess it's not fifth week for this. Right. Yeah, these are books shipping uh, predominantly on the 21st of November. So that's uh, that's Thanksgiving week, right? Thanksgiving week, yeah. So it's it's ba- might as well be a fifth week then. <laughs> that's true. Which you'd think that would be the prime time to really get a lot of stuff out because everybody's going to go buy it and sit, eat turkey and read comics, right? I would love to do that. <laughs> Rather than have talk politics. Yeah, we pretty much Definitely. avoid that at all times. <laughs> yeah. Just keeps the family happier. Yeah. I run to my room and read comics. I like it. I read my politics and my comics. Thank you very much. <laughs> Marvel. Yeah, let's go to Marvel. They're only going to put out about, what, 40 books that week? They don't take it easy, do they? No, it's kind of impressive. Um, we do have a couple of, well, we got some trades and omnibus here. Um, Kyle Shuri is there. Yep. You get, she can get, maybe you can get the second printing. If he was here, we'd make that a spec pick. He should. <laughs> Just because I, I never know what's coming. I have to look at the solicit for Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Winter Wonderland. He's making a list and checking it twice, but you don't find... Precocious provocateur Moon Girl on there. When the children of Yancey Street need some holiday cheer, it's up to Notorious Grinch Lunella Lafayette and Jolly Red Devil Dinosaur to fill in. Featuring special guest Santa Claus. (gasps) Didn't Devil Dinosaur die a while ago? I don't know, but I can tell you that this is not the first appearance of Santa Claus in comics. No. So, no. Should be clear. Um, what do we got? Punisher 4 has a 1 and 250. People are loving Immortal Hulk. Sorry, I'm down on the P's. I'll go back to the M's. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think everyone had a group consensus that uh, the third issue was kind of the stinker, but everything else has been very good. And Art Adams is doing a cover. 
kind of interesting cover. Yeah, this is part of the Uncanny X-Men variants. Did uh, you check out that Marvel Knights 20th? I did not pop it open and read it. I didn't either. I was wondering if it was good. I'm I'm not the person to tell you. I've actually the last couple of weeks I, I, I haven't I, done much reading at all. I have to say I don't remember the first. I don't think I was reading comics when the first Marvel Knights happened twenty years ago. People seem to be liking uh, Rosenberg's Punisher. Yeah, it's it's been steady. Um, better than the previous volume or about the same certainly not worse um nothing compares to ennis but he also had the max line that he could really just do whatever he wanted on yeah there's the shuri there's your spider geddon second printing melina variant I um, got sucked into that again. I, I was going to stay out. I'm like, yeah, you can't go. I don't want to go back to that again. Same. What are they retreading the story for? <laughs> was, and and here I am reading it again. They got me. They're good. What do we got? What else we got here? How are you on Star Wars titles? Personally or store-wise? Personally. Uh, too many. I, I just stopped. You still read them all? No. Okay. Too much, too much to keep track of. I did see through the Aaron run on Star Wars, and I saw through the um, was that uh, Gillen and LaRocca on Darth Vader on the first volume of Darth Vader. Yeah, yep. I I saw through those. I I very much enjoyed them, um, but I saw that as my opportunity to get out without guilt because there were so many extra titles coming out, and yeah, it's just too much. For me, I'm just I'm just down to Darth Vader and Star Wars, and um, if Thrawn comes back, I'll I'll get on that again. But I'm just down to those two now. Not reading any other ones. Let's see. Yeah, Uncanny X. That Venom manual was fun. Yes, we got a second printing here in this one, and that's a different cover, right? You betcha. Paolo Sakara. It's kind of nice. Yeah, I, I I read that annual without paying much attention to the credits, and, and I was like, oh, that was really good, Donny Cates, and it was like a bunch of people doing different stories, and I didn't even I couldn't even really tell. The tone was kept throughout. It was it felt like one continuous series of stories, and uh, I really liked it. Yeah, I thought they did a good job. We got Web of Venom Carnage Born Number One, West Coast Avengers. Which um, you're still holding on to that, aren't you? I am sticking with it. Uh, I don't like large parts of it, but I like the two Hawkeyes, <laughs> so I'm still hanging around. Well, you vamp and kill time. I'm going to. Uh... Just see what sales look like on this book because I have a hunch you're not going to have to really drag it out too Worry long. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got the feeling you're right. 
Um, I could go ahead. Ooh, and a strong twenty-four thousand in sales for issue three. Two. Two. Yeah, it took a thirty percent hit off of uh, off of issue one. So we lucky to get to the trade. <laughs> They'll see it to that. Yeah, yeah. If they if they let Moon Knight limp to two hundred, they'll let anybody go for a little while. You know, I think that was a smart move, and and I I'm curious to know what the long term tale on the Lemire and Greg Smallwood uh, Moon Knight was because we had more people buy the collected edition than the single issue run from us. Really? Yeah, and I don't know if it was just because people wanted to have the whole package uh, and read it soup to nuts in one go, or if there was some hype around it and they got I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I had, for that run of Moon Knight, I want to say I had five subscribers, but I ended up selling seven of the collected edition when it got done. So, yeah, that's cool. read into that what you must. Yeah, yeah. Um. We done with the Marvel? Yeah, and I think the next thing we have to do is assume that Kyle's going to want the black badge uh, FOC alien incentive. I just just put a little one in there for him. Yeah. Low Road West is really good. I didn't realize it was a miniseries, but they they never let you know. So uh, that was that's a good one. And Welcome to Wonderland is pretty good too. But I have just I read the first two issues of Low Road West, and I've only read the first issue of Welcome to Wonderland. Yep. So Smooth Criminals is Kurt Lustgarden, and art by Alicia Gardell, and cover by Audrey Mock. There are certain things Brenda expects to find while hacking money, secrets, occasional pictures of cats. She is not expecting to find a cryogenically frozen master thief from the 60s. Eh. I don't know. Cover's kind of nice. Looks looks kind of neat. That's probably it for a boom for me. Yep, not much there. Anything. No, not much for me. I mean, there's Fraggle Rock is on there, and um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number thirty-one, uh, second print. But there's my Betty Page. I do believe I ordered a Betty Page. Don't know why. <laughs> Why the heck not? Of covers, heck of a lot of covers. Yes, and for the discerning gentleman, there is a black bag photo variant, which we don't get to see the whole cover. I think you know why. <laughs> oh, Betty. Yeah. I like the if you um, have FOC on dynamic forces sign stuff that's pretty neat yeah whenever they uh whenever they put stuff out there i throw it on all dynamic the, forces 25 percent off there's a signed venom number one by donny cates that's cool that's not cgc right that's raw correct yeah just just raw 30 37 bucks not bad <laughs> Mars Attacks, Project Superpowers now. Because of the Matina connection, are Project Superpowers doing okay? Or does um, nobody know about them? There's there's a couple folks that are getting it. It's obviously an older property, but um, 
I've poked my nose through the first couple, and it's not bad uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's just uh, one of those things where it's a lesser-known property and trying to squeeze it in with everything else. Um, yeah. You know, there's a challenge there, but. Were you surprised that uh, Mark Wade didn't do Archie 700 and and Nick Spencer took over with that issue? Well, this, I think, all co- coincided with the timing of uh, Wade becoming the chief grand pooba of whatever uh, publisher that was. Uh, shoot. That came out like a month and a half or two months ago that he... he all the imprint that he's doing? Whatever it is... Um, over at that, uh, I can't I can't remember what the publisher is now at this point, but I think it it coincided with that. I think I got, I think I have an A and a Frank of Via, and I can't remember if I got the All Red or not. I was excited about Seven Hundred for some reason. That's the first time his title's ever been to Seven Hundred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The All Red, the All Red cover is great. Yes, uh, you, you really can't go wrong with an all red cover, honestly. Um, I, thought that, I thought that was over oversized. It's not just regular size. It is thirty-two pages. It's not bad. I'm going to think about that all red. Make sure I didn't order it. I'm going to uh, add that one. I think. What else have we got? Coming out from Lion Forge, um, books that I'm not reading, but books that we do have subscribers for. Uh, we've got Catalyst Prime Summit, number 10, and Trade Paperback, volume 2. We also have Encounter, number 8, Infinity 8, number 7, May, volume 2, number 4, and Long Con, number 5 from Oni Press is on here. That's one that actually I I sell quite a bit of. I haven't checked that out. Long Con? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. usually get a good stack of that. Now, wasn't there already a Pickle Rick? Yes. Well... Or was there just a Pickle Rick there cover? There was the Pickle Rick Ape of the ASM 300. And then there was the Pickle okay. Rip Days of Future... Was it Days of Future Past cover? Um, but this is the first time it was his own series. I... Th- think this might be a, his first well we'll see how you know series in quotes yes yep there's the conspiracy the illuminati what did you say that was about is the government monitor, monitoring you are there secret organizations controlling society do creatures not of this world live among us all of this and more is explored in this thrilling series that delves into some of the horrifying truths we believe in the back of our minds. This series may very well change how you look at life as we know it. Man, it's tempting. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Cover B is the way to go. Awesome. Some good stuff in there for a light week. Yeah. Uh, there's From Titan Comics, there's a hardcover coming out that uh, if I had to guess, is probably a European. Uh, ah, yes. Okay. So it's written by a Belgian gentleman. Uh, it's called McKay, and it says, "Get ready for a dizzying dive into the McKay dimension, with this equally true and false tribute to the undisputed master of the imagination." McKay is an invented biography, 
chronicling authentic, though only partially true, stories of the life of the future creator of Little Nemo, Windsor McKay, in which McKay's life is enriched by an imaginary encounter with British mathematician and science fiction writer Charles Hinton and glimpses of the fourth dimension. Um, I think I'm probably going to try that one. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. That sounds kind of cool. All right, that's it for FOC? I think so. I think so. Awesome. Let's slide over to uh, new releases. We're looking at October 31, Halloween. And we'll see what kind of spooky stuff we can scare up here on uh, the last week of the month. And Image, we've got a Ice Cream Man. Hey, you just go to that B cover and that'll be your uh, that'll be your Halloween scary Scary cover. <laughs> it's a clown eating ice cream. And I think I'm guessing that there's supposed to be a little Harley Quinn joke in this with the uh, blue and the red hair. Okay. Okay. And the collar like she used to have. If I had to guess. There's an iridescent cover for Man Eaters number two. Because glitter on cover one wasn't enough. Now we're going to go iridescent. Yeah. With a. Anyways, <laughs> realm is realm is back. I've missed. I haven't missed. I think I dropped that one after two issues. And the last issue, Shanghai, Shanghai Red, Red. Those. Oh yeah, it's fun. I like it a lot. So it's the fifth issue, and there's a Virgin cover C. Um, so that'd be a good. That'd be pretty cool to get cover A and cover C. And my one of my wife's favorite currently uh, released comics, Wayward, issue thirty coming out. Uh, oh yeah, yep. is that a sword and sandals type book? No, it's uh, if I'm understanding it correctly, I've not read it. But if I'm understanding it correctly, it takes place in, um, I think it's like Japan. Okay. But uh, oh, well, she'll be depressed to know that this is the last issue. Series finale. Da da dun. But anyways, um, no, so she, she's really been enjoying that. Yeah, this was back when I didn't like Jim Zub. So I didn't, I never even checked it out. So shows what I know. Oh, there's the witch's bat, bat egg Halloween spec. <laughs> I'm sure that means special. Yes. Um, <laughs> with, with jock art. Uh, I've read all but five pages of this thing in the Image Plus, so uh, I think I had to buy one of these to get those. Yeah, I think I did to get the to get those extra pages. Which made me very angry. They're so good; they got you coming and going. Yeah, it was a really good story, though. It was really great. Good Scott Snyder. Well, if you dropped down to IDW, here it is, coming out this uh, next week. Bill Sienkiewicz, Mutants and Moon Knights Artifact Edition. Yeah, I saw that. It's beautiful. It's pretty cool. Moon Knight, the new Mutants, Electra, Assassin. Remember all those. Um, 
see. We've got a Batman Secret Files foil. Are you done in IDW? IDW I'm sorry. I, I am now. Move it right along, sir, is what I've been told. Michael Jannon doing the foil cover. How have the foil covers been received? They're really nice. I like They're them. They're nice. Um, high potential for damage with them. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's all printer-based damage, and I, I think in my mind I've traced down to what part of the problem is. Because of the foiling process that they, they have to use, I think the books get warm, and as they're coming off the press, they're getting stacked because what appears to happen is they kind of start to stick together and that can leave some weird creasing when you pull the books apart so um, I don't know if it's if it's an environmental thing or what but it, it it's hard to get perfect copies of the foils so um, and then every shop everyone's got the same issue so it's not like it's isolated to uh, south central Wisconsin yeah okay so these uh crossovers between the which which brand cartoon is this Hanna-Barbera Hanna-Barbera is it a, is it a, is it smart to put them all out the same week um well I think they did it because uh it's kind of that holiday week fifth week um instead of doing a bunch of annuals they can throw these out there but don't they compete against each other I think they tend to be all in or nothing. Yeah. I mean, some people will cherry pick, but most people are like, I'll take them all. Then I guess it's a good idea. Heroes in Crisis. I'm looking forward to reading that. Hopefully I understand what's going on yeah. at this point. Slipping in a bit late, but better late than never. It, when was it supposed to come out? I think it was supposed to come out last week. Ah. So maybe it'll go every other month. Like yeah, we're not to doomsday, doomsday clock, clock delays yet, but on its way. There's another Vertigo book, Hex Wives number one. Yep, looking forward to that one. That's this is by Ben Blacker and Mirka Andalfo. Mirka Andalfo, of course, being the person that does um, the writing and the art and the covers for Unnatural. Hmm. What was the over under on the Terrifics making it to an annual? <laughs> I would have never guessed. Oh, um, we should call out the Justice League Dark and Wonder Woman Witching Hour variant. Uh, It's an open-to-order variant, but the first, what was it? This is Justice League Dark and Wonder Woman. The other one was Wonder Woman and Justice League Dark. That variant just flew off the shelves and went crazy. So if you... uh, Jesus Marino? Jesus Marino? I don't know if that's the cover artist um, because they don't have CA by the name but if you give me just two oh. shakes of a lamb's tail I can see if I can suss it out on the other side of the previews page oh the secret the secret side yeah we'll go to the retailer login um, Rick okay I think it's supposed to say Ricardo Federici, but whoever typed it in typed it Rick Rickardo. So <laughs> you can interpret that how you want. But good old Rickardo. Yeah. Francis Manipole did a good job on the Aquaman Drowned Earth number one, Justice League. That's pretty nice. 
Uh, we say this every week like a broken record, but I love what DC's doing. I love their open to order. He covered the, the, the heavy hitter artists are bringing in to do this stuff. Are they exclusive? It's like no. Art Germ and Matina, are they exclusive for them? Nope, they're not exclusive. I think they only have writers locked up to exclusives, if I'm ah. thinking correctly. Yeah, because really, an artist really can't do more than one series at a time anyway, most of them. Right. A lot of stuff from DC. Anything else there you wanted to highlight? Nothing that I could uh, pull out. Let's take a look at Marvel then. Man, a lot of second printings. Mm-hmm. Well, see, they don't have a Hanna Barbera crossover to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, Black Panther Battle Lines cover, which is very striking, as most of them have been. It's the end of Old Man Logan? Uh, Sure seems like it. Don't miss the end of an era as Old Man Logan's golden years are cut short. Issue 50. Oh, man. I've really been enjoying this. That's too bad. Maybe it's not. Yeah, it does say final issue variant. Sure, sure do. <laughs> oh, that's a nice one, too. Huh. Well, that's a bummer. Why did they take everything I love? Moon Knight last week. Old Man Logan this week. Kick right in the nuts. They sit down and they ask themselves in big conference rooms, <laughs> what would make Drew cry? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. It's your West Coast Avengers 3. And there's a couple what ifs. So, okay, it's the same one. Look at the uh, battle lines for West Coast Avengers 3. Oh, that's nice. There you go. This is, this is Sujin Joe? Yep. Yeah, they've got Not a lot of these battle lines ones are appear to be Asian artists, I, th- I think, um, or somewhere very close to Asia. Uh, but there's Sujin Joe, there's, um, oh gosh, why can't I think of some of the other ones? They've had kind of a slew of, of names that are new, but the art is, is quite good. Yoon Lee, I think, was one. Um, yeah. So, oh, and then Lim Kim. And then there was one more that I can't think of. But anyways, they're they're great covers. Yeah, they are nice. Let's see. Anything else in Marvel stick out at you? Um, well, we've got, this is the um, X-Men Black, Emma Frost, Chase Scott Campbell. Oh, missed that. Yeah. I think Kyle was getting some of those. It's a nice mugshot variant, too. And I'll, 
moving on from that real quick, I will say that for those that didn't get the X-Men Grand Design stuff but want to read it, um, the second uh, Genesis is out in trade paperback, and I was shocked when I uh, got mine. I was thinking it was just going to be like standard size. It, it is massive. It's huge. It's like 14 inches tall and 12 inches wide, like true art paper size. Um, oh man, it's big. So I I, sh- I shouldn't have bought the individual issues. Well, you could have those two. I'm sorry, it's not 12 or 14. Nine by 13, but it's big. Uh, that's that's cool. Yeah, it 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 was pretty cool. Have you read read it at all? I read the first one on October 31st. I will get the second volume and I will read that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun to uh, to read. I not a super X Men fan, but I really enjoyed. The first two, they were good. Let's see. Are we done in Marvel? I think we are, yes. Uh, let's see, Dynamite, just the Nancy Drews for me, and all three covers are really cool. I, I like Tula Lote's art. Yeah. Yeah, I've got nothing much nice. in, in Dynamite. Uh, then in Boom, we have a fence sighting. That's r- number 11. Yep, in a Planet of the Apes, Time of Man. With a virgin all-red cover, which is... Wow, that's nice. I like all-red. Did you read the Michael, Did you read the yeah. slot all-red Silver Surfer? Yeah. yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was good. Oh, and random insertion of DC collectibles. Yeah, it's a weird... Okay. Yeah, it's weird that, that they they still have them in the same war. I don't understand it, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Back back half stuff. Um, crossed. We have a cross sighting. All right. Number six comes out. This has to be a, a every other month thing. It's the final issue. Come on. <laughs> you just got here. Man. Does uh James been reading this? He's he pages through them. Uh I have actually picked up the first volume of Crossed. The NS? Yep, got it in hardcover. Um I don't know what, what got into man. me. I got that and I picked up uh Uber hardcover volume one. I know that's different. Wouldn't but. let the daughter be flipping through that one. No. She has her section. She has my little pony. My little pony. <laughs> and, tangled. Uh, nope, we didn't get the tangled ones. We're just going to wait for the trade on that. And then the Marvel Superhero Adventures. This one is the Captain Marvel Halloween Spooktacular. Fantastic. So We've got a Hatchet Vengeance, number one, from... American Mythology Productions from James Kuhorik with art by Puez. That's not how you say that. Puez? I don't know. <laughs> Calzada. Things die hard in the swamp. Victor Crowley's fury is unquenchable despite the rivers of blood beneath his terrible touch. But vengeance never dies. It looks like Swamp Thing. Bad Swamp Thing on the cover. Thank you. 
Let's see. Lost City Explorers, number five. It's a popular one. Live work. Lost City. Which what is it? Lost City Explorers. Yeah, that's been a popular one for us. Really. Yep. I think I missed out on that one. Teenage Urban Explorers. Underground New York City. Got the first live work and liked it. Got to check out the second one. Who is this? Ad house. <laughs> oh, ten bucks. They raised the price a little bit. <laughs> Another uh, Alterna title, Midnight Mystery number one. Buck fifty. Dollar five if you shop at Cowabunga. There you go. Riptide. Third issue, is that right? This was, uh, this Red Five book was fun. Um, people are on a cruise ship in the the water recedes, so they're all trapped just on the, like, on the ocean floor. But the water's coming back in a few hours, so they have to tr- like try to get back to shore before the water comes back. It's pretty. It's been pretty cool for a flimsy premise like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've enjoyed it. Sex, death, revolution. Number one is Magdalena Visaggio with art by Becca Ferro and a cover by Kiki Jenkins. Life is a story. Hers is being rewritten. Still reeling from the sudden collapse of her cover. Manhattanite sorceress Esperanzo tries to rebuild, but everyone in her life is saying she's done and said things that never happened. Terrible things. Hmm. Urban fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Transdimensional number one from T-Pub. Not familiar with that publisher. Uh, has no writer, no artist, no cover artist. The story focuses on Deacon Price, an emotionally broken underwater archaeologist who charters an exhibition under false pretenses to a downed Soviet submarine that's been missing for decades. That sounds kind of interesting. Indeed. But... Give us a give us who the creative team is. Michael Gordon, Henrique Perriera, Jan. Do you have it on yours? It's on the cover image. Oh, Jan Wijnigard, yeah, Neil Gibson and Jim Campbell. You can assign them whatever role you want. Yes. This is a uh, this is a make your own type of situation. T pub, huh? T-Pub. I'm pretty interested. Hmm. Art's not top-notch, but... I think that's it. Trying to see if I can find anything about this company. I remember reading about it in previews, but 
This could sway my, my pick. Oh, they're from the UK. Oh, maybe they're like Titan. Twisted Dark. Tabitha, Twisted Light, Turncoat, Theatrics, The World of Chub Chub. Yeah, The World of Chub Chub. Yeah, that everybody knows sense. that. Okay, sorry. That was a random side tangent uh, there. Learning about t Well, it's uh, time to pick our spec winner of the week. Um, what are you laying down your hard-earned cash for to uh, flip at a later time um, if you did that? I'm going completely out of left field. Something we didn't call out. I'm going with lead of, League of Extraordinary Cerebi. League of Extraordinary Cerebi. One of one. Where's that? <laughs> it's a Cerebus book. It's in, okay. it's in the back half. It's uh, right under Lady Mechanica. All right. We go with all those hardcore Dave Sim fans out there. And then... I'll let you pick yours, and then I have a bunch of, I guess, backups. Honorable yes. mentions. Honorable mentions. Here we go. Well, I'm going to go into, um, I'm going to go B cover of uh, the Witching Hour. Of which one? The Witching Hour gotcha. B cover. Gotcha. Is that the one I wanted? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what I wanted. I was getting confused trying to find them again. I want, was it that one I wanted, or was it? I think that's the one I wanted. That one over Drowned Earth. Drowned Earth's nice, too. No, I want to go with uh, Justice League Dark and Wonder Woman, the Witching Hour number one variant, which you talked me into. It's pretty nice. It is a good one. And now what did you have? Um, well, I was just going to call out the uh, Black Panther battle lines as one, and then, um, which was the other one that I liked, the West Coast Avengers battle lines. thought those were very yeah, that, sharp. Th- oh, that, that uh, Hawkeye, that was pretty nice. Yes. So I'm trying to, where's this Cerebus thing? Uh, <laughs> it's down under <laughs> comics and graphic novels in the L's. In the L's. Yep. Okay, I was looking in the C's. The League of Extraordinary Cerebi. Okay. I'm going to have to copy that right now because I will never find that one again. Hey, it's no Shuri, but it'll do. Yeah. Should we do an honorary Shuri call out for Kyle? <laughs> I don't think so. He'll, if it's a stabity buddy situation, I'll never live it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how did that hat ta- how did that hat taste by the way? Was it It was lovely. I had it with some farva beans. So it was full of fiber and uh-huh. you were ready to go. Lovely. Anything to plug or anything going on that we need to know about before we get out of here? No, I don't think so. I think uh I think we're all good. Fantastic. I hey, appreciate it again you stepping in for uh MIA Kyle. And we want to thank all the listeners for all they do to support the show, sharing it on social media, um, giving us uh, reviews. We appreciate everything, all the emails, all the feedback. Um, um, we wouldn't do this without you guys. So thank you and uh, keep it up. And don't forget, talk to you later. we got 
we hit 10 more review or eight more reviews to hit 10 total by the end of the year, I'll throw in a one in 25 Marvel variant. Fantastic. 